0: what you are about to do. This is Volume 7 of the Essays on Grief. It is a part of my every day that I do not have any concept of my every day. They can be sad, awful, contentious, calm, neutral, or just plain plain. There's no predicting what they will be. After the tumultuous weeks chronicled in Volume 6, I now find myself in an even more upside-down existence. Upside down because time is losing its cohesion. February 12th was the sixth month since my life ended. So what does that mean? I'm not sure at this point. Surreal just doesn't even cut it anymore. What have I been doing for six months? Existing, living, writing. Experiencing every emotion known to man, as well as an array of emotions that have no earthly definition. In the vast emptiness that envelops my days, Only disrupted by the tasks and obligations that emerge to be addressed is that vast emptiness. Relentless yet empty. This is not just an empty room as I have mentioned in the past. It is a vacuum. There is nothing tangible in it as of yet. You will be coming with me on this part of the journey. There seems to be something surrounding me. I sense it, but as of yet do not perceive anything inside the emptiness. I think it's the future the vacuum might have a chance of becoming filled with something it might be close to being breached there may be a small leak of something that may fill that void it may be the future let's read about what that will be as of the date i'm writing this i have not yet written about anything you are going to read in volume seven but as these essays have taught me the future seems to leak through them at times not enough to emerge as anything solid but you never know. This may be the time. We'll see. Read on, and we'll find out. Window Dressing. Written Sunday, February 16, 2020, Day 188, Evening. Those of us in grief understand one thing very well we live in two worlds. These worlds are separated by a great chasm, it is quite vast. You really do not realize how wide it is until you get here. By that time, it's too late to tell anybody about it, except for the others of us who are already here. That chasm is the divide between those living with a loss and those who are not. At first, when our loss was the latest news, everyone was around us, as if they understood. It seemed like that anyway. People were there. Concern was everywhere. Activity was rampant. And then it wasn't. The world started spinning again the order of life restored. Everyone went back to their lives, except for us. We stayed behind. Everything then became rather quiet, because no one was there, or very few. There were the hangers-on, some who had a link, perhaps a connection, even those, if we were fortunate to have them, living with us on a day-to-day basis. But for those of us who are alone, there we are, alone. And if that was not enough, the inventory of our loss ever before us. Loss of that connection that we had with another person. Those daily conversations, those daily interactions, all that made up a shared experience. No longer shared. The connection forever severed. And there we were. As the remaining components of our life fall away, the contacts that we had who just stopped reaching out those relationships that are now just a bit more awkward than they used to be, the silence falling over our life then becomes complete. The world moved on. And there we are, with nothing to move on to. For me, as has been written in previous essays, I have no context for a future without the one who made my life my life. So not only are we alone, we are also stuck. To the observers, they have no clue. They cannot have one, and I don't want them to. It is just too painful a thing to share, so we don't. Not that anyone is asking us at all. Even if they had the wherewithal to ask, they would not know what to ask. So how are you, they sheepishly inquire, and what do we say? Do we tell them of the ache, the hurt of every moment, the relentless pressure of the absence, the hollowness of what was our life that has become nothing after the storm, No, we don't. We cannot. We do not want to hurt them any more than they want to hurt us. So neither of us say what we really feel. We do not hit them with the reality of our situation, and they do not try to bridge the chasm to see if they can reach us. We just share pleasantries. How's the cat? How's the dog? How are you doing? The ache just isn't quenched. Not yet. Not in this life. The abject harsh reality of it all is that something new must come in and fill the void, something to fill the chasm, something that will build a bridge for us back to the others. What will that be for us? No telling, but it will be something. In my case, I have a backup, something to keep me from totally losing it. That would be God. He has been with me through all of this. It is not his fault the world is broken, that death is the enemy, that the sting of death is so relentlessly relentless? But he sent an answer. His son has conquered death for us, and he will guide us in this life if we let him. I'm letting him, and he will fill my future with something, to fill the chasm, to enable me to come back. It is just a matter of time. His time, his way. Yet I am scraping along knowing this. It does not take away any of the awfulness for now but it will because I know it is sure, it is inevitable, it is coming. Then I can take this window dressing down, that barrier that is keeping me from seeing beyond my world, and know that he is leading me to the future, he has prepared for me, and for all of those here in the state of grief who trust in him.